When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Five Star Zone with Rico Beard. Welcome to another edition of the Five Star Zone. I'm your host, Rico Beard, and some big games happened this weekend in the Big Ten, including what probably is got to be the biggest upset of the season. Initially, I was going to do this and talk about the Michigan-Michigan State basketball game that took place at Chrysler on Saturday night, but I got to start off with the Buckeyes. Shout out to uh, Jake Diebler. Took over as the Ohio State interim coach, and he goes out there and knocks off the number two rank. But according to uh, the college football, I mean, college basketball rankings, Purdue was going to be the number one overall seed in the tournament when they did the top 16 teams yesterday. I mean, on Saturday. They knock off Ohio State, knocks off Purdue 73-69, fresh off of firing Chris Holtman. And the Ohio State Buckeyes took it to Purdue. Yes, 73-69. Ohio State wins on the road. They storm the court. It just goes to prove that no place is safe. Winning on the road in the Big Ten, it's just something that it's hard to do. Plain and simple. It's very hard to do. Ohio State goes in there. And Zach Eady did his thing. Zach Eady went out there, but it was Bruce Thornton that led the Buckeyes. He had 22 points. He tied with 80 with 22 points. But Ohio State battled them nonstop. They didn't give up, and they they got the job done. In a year that's been very disappointing to them, this is something that they'll try to build on. And, and possibly, I mean, if you knock off Purdue, what makes you think you can't run it and win the Big Ten tournament and possibly get a spot in the NCAA tournament? It's going to be difficult. Ohio State sitting at 14 and 11. But you win enough games, you got that Purdue win on your resume, you never know if maybe you even get into one of those play-in games. So shout out to the Buckeyes and their head coach, Coach Diebler, for coming in there in his very first game. What a hell of a start to getting that done. Yeah, Purdue goes down. Also, and on Saturday, I don't know what's going on with Wisconsin. They just lost another game. I believe that's five out of the last six. And they lose in overtime to Iowa, which is they're on the road. Once again, winning in the Big Ten is something very difficult to do. And they go on the road. They lose 88 to 86. Ohio State got it. I mean, uh, Iowa got it done at home. Caitlin, uh, Caitlin Clark was in the building and, you know, the Hawkeyes was they were resilient. They had a nice lead, and then all of a sudden Wisconsin cut it down. But the Hawkeyes win at home. Once again, winning on the road is a difficult thing to do, which now leads me into what happened on Saturday night. Very strange game, but Michigan State goes to Chrysler. Michigan State, uh, Michigan State was winners eight of their last 10 games. They have been favored to win every game in the Big Ten except for Purdue, which that game is going to be at Mackey. And as I've been saying, the theme, winning at 
on the road is a difficult thing to do, except for Michigan State winning to Chrysler last night, and they won. But the funny thing about it was, was it really a road game? MSU fans invaded Chrysler, so much so that on television, you clearly heard the chants, go green, go white, go green, go white. It was a point in the game where Trey Holloman took a three, and that's when, when you heard Jimmy Johnson, who was the color analyst on the game, saying, if they make this shot, you know, they're going to blow the roof off this building until they realize, wait a minute, which team is the home team here? Trey Holloman plays for Michigan State. If they hit that three, the crowd was getting louder and louder and louder. Yeah, you heard that, go green, go white. I mean, when Doug McDaniels on the free throw line, the, the crowd is chanting, do your homework. The MSU fans took over Chrysler, so I guess they didn't make it very friendly for the home team. The players were pissed. They commented. They talked about how they did not like the fact that Michigan State fans took over their building. Michigan State, it was a closely – the game went back and forth. Uh, David Smith, son of Steve Smith, gets fouled with like .4 seconds left, hits two free throws to give Michigan State a halftime lead of 39-37. to Unlike the first time they met, Michigan had a two-point lead, and the state just kind of blew them out the water. This time when they came back, the game was actually close. Michigan at one point had like a five-point lead. State was trying to battle back. They finally get things going. State hadn't hit the three-pointer until Tyson Walker hits a three. Then all of a sudden, the game goes back and forth. On a side note, uh, Fox, you may want to just not have Gus Johnson do Michigan games because, sorry, what I saw was just ridiculous. I mean, it, it was the Michigan love fest. You don't stop a highly contested game to do an eight-minute interview with Sharon Moore, the coach of Michigan football. Either you do it at halftime, you pre-record it, or you do it some other time. You do a segment. But the game was actually going back and forth. The game was interesting. Jay Nakins goes down, hits the floor. I don't think that the announcers even knew who hit the ground. They're like, oh, there's a Spartan on the ground. I think it's Jay Nakins. Let's go back to the interview. You picked the wrong time. If you did this at the end of the game, I would have been okay because the game was out of hand. But the game was actually good. Fox, you got to do better than that, man. Seriously. But that's on a side note. Game's tied at 63, 701 left. MSU finishes the game out on a 10-0 run. Michigan did not score another point, which leads you to wonder. I mean, after the game, they were talking about Juwan, and I don't think Juwan Howard's going to get fired. I know a lot of people, a lot of Michigan fans think that's going to happen. I just don't because the way he talks, talks a lot like Troy Weaver, the general manager of the Pistons. He's got confidence. He's talked to the right people who told him, you're good. I mean, when Ward Manuel comes out and says, I've never really thought about even firing him. Ward Manuel's not, it's not even on his mind. It tells me Juwan is safe. He sounds like a man is safe. He doesn't sound like a man that's pressed. Down 10, did not use timeouts that he had. He's dying up, diagramming plays on the whiteboard with less than a minute to go. His players aren't even interested. And it's like, what play are you designing? There's no 10 or 11-point play in basketball. The play should have been guy, whoever gets the first open three, shoot the three, then quickly foul. They didn't foul. They didn't do anything. They just kind of allowed Michigan State to run out the clock. And Michigan State also did their homework because Michigan turned the ball over 22 times. But they were – 
they just MSU just jumped the lane and they just stole passes. They it was almost as if they knew the plays better than the Michigan players knew. Uh, Kamwa eight turnovers, very uncharacteristic of him. The transfer from Tennessee, he, he, he normally plays a lot better. Now Terrence Reed Jr. He was the man. He went out there. He got it done. Probably played one of the better games I've ever seen down low. Michigan was minus some players. They had some people who were sick, but I I just I, I look at this and it, they just didn't look prepared for this game. The crowd wasn't there. They they let the Spartan fans come and buy their tickets up. Those that had people in the seats, but there were still some empty seats there. Tom Izzo goes into Chrysler and does something he hasn't done since 2019. And you saw it like when Malik Hall's dunk, they hadn't won at Chrysler, period. Since Cash, the days of Cassius Winston and X, that was the last time they won there. So, yeah, you, when you see Malik Hall driving to the basket and dunking it with authority the way that he did, that was getting the monkey off your back. That was something that the Spartans hadn't really experienced in a long time. But they got to win, and they got to win on the road. So in the Big Ten, that's all that really matters. Now MSU is in the top four as of right now. They got a game with Iowa, who just upset Wisconsin at home in double. I mean, yeah, in uh, overtime, they just beat them. So that game is going to be taking place on Tuesday for Purdue. You were crowned the number one overall seed. I got to think that's going to UConn now. I just think that UConn is just a better team. Purdue has Zach Eady. UConn has the better team. Wisconsin, at one point, we were thinking Wisconsin could possibly win the Big Ten. Now Wisconsin is just trying to hold on, and Greg Gard has to figure out what's wrong with this team. So going to have more on Big Ten hoops coming up later on in the week. But for now, I had to give you a little weekend recap update i'm rico beard host of the five star zone hey guys keep liking keep subscribing keep telling your friends let's get this thing going let's make it even bigger until later on in this week i'll have harold Sheldon from the big 10 network joining me throughout the, the rest of the season he's the stat guy he's going to hit you with the numbers I'm, I'm gonna have harold on starting this later on this week but until then see you guys you've been watching the five star zone